Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Normifrenia. Uh, on the last episode, we talked about the riveting topic of the Taiping Rebellion, the gerrymandering of various Indiana towns, uh, the copper, and the AP World History exam in 2019. And this uh, this episode, we would like to kick off with everyone's favorite food, soup. Uh, yeah. Vin- Vinny, would you like to give me a quick summary of soup according to Wikipedia? Um, no, because Wikipedia is fucking wrong. Uh, oh, Wikipedia is wrong about soup. Yeah, it says it's primarily a liquid, but you can make not. Hang on, I should have read this like before we started. That would have been smart. But like it says, would you would you like to liquid. restart? We 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 could restart. No, 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 no. I feel like we got to rock with this. Like okay, because this is genuine, right? We're we are performing the human experience right now. The um, human but... experience of soup. Yeah, I'd say soup is a primarily human experience. I like. I looked up the I looked up the dictionary definition of soup earlier. Yeah, and its primary definition is uh, a mixture of meat and vegetables, primarily in a boiled broth. Yeah, now, I I don't I don't like that definition, but it's somewhere to start. You know what? Um, okay, fuck the entire bit that we were going for at the beginning. How would you define soup? Let's get into the semantics of this. Uh, okay, I would define soup. I, I feel like soup has a pretty broad definition, and it really starts to get gray when you're talking about stews. Like like a soup can be very hearty yeah. and full of things. You see, but I, I want to. I don't want to accidentally talk about stews. On in my opinion, right? Um, soup is not a thing. Soup is a descriptor. Like, there is a dish, and a dish can fall into the category of soup, but the dish is not, like, intrinsically a soup. You get what I mean? Like, chicken noodle soup is its own thing. We just describe it as soup. I, I guess. You, you know what I mean? Like, like, how much chicken and noodle do you have to put into the broth before it stops being a chicken noodle soup and starts being a chicken noodle stew? Is stew, is stew about the, then, the, the amount then. of time? And then how much do you chicken and noodle do you put into the stew before the stew becomes like a sauce? I think it's a ratio uh, thing. I feel like I think uh, when I think of a sauce, I think of something that is not part of the cooking process necessarily. Well, ribs. Ribs are cooked in sauce. I guess. Are ribs a soup? <laughs> are ribs <laughs> are ribs a are ribs a stew? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there's a liquid to solid matter ratio. Uh, like miso soup, yeah. that is always a soup because it like it, that's mostly broth. You don't even have to put anything in that's there. Damn near to all be broth. A, yeah, you don't even have to put anything in it for it to still be a miso soup. That's like the water soup you get at like hibachi places, right? Yeah, just very salty. It's it's great. It's probably one of my favorites. But right. uh, I I'd like to run some. I I polled a few people, and I actually have. I want to run a few of the polled people's favorite soups by you, right. and see if if you consider those more of a stew, or and, and just your general feeling about each soup. Right. Uh, so we're gonna start with the specifically the tomato soup served at Panera Breads. 
I'm not familiar. Is that just like red? Is it just like a bowl of red? Uh, generally, it's. I mean, I think it's got chunks in it of just stuff you would put in a tomato soup. Personally, I think I think that is a that is t- a textbook soup. It's yeah. nothing. You can't mistake it for anything else. And uh, subjectively, I consider it a very high brow soup. Uh, I think it's it's in the upper tiers of soup. I'm, that I'm you not can a big get. tomato soup fan. What about with a grilled cheese in the with winter? The grilled cheese that's different because then the grilled cheese becomes like a medium for the tomato soup to to be on. You know, I so you never... could not eat tomato soup by itself. Oh, I, I physically could. Like if you put a gun to my head and said, "Eat the fucking tomato <laughs> well, soup," <laughs> then I would eat. I I would eat tomato soup. But if you gave me the option, then uh, yeah. I'd rather eat yeah, it through I, the medium of a grilled cheese. All right, and then here are some here are some ones where I I think these will be a hot button discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person when polled told me a soup that I've never actually heard of before in my entire life. Uh, ha- ham chowder. Ham. <laughs> ham. <laughs> not clam chowder. I did Google it when when he said it. Ham chowder, not clam chowder. Okay. I'm, now, would you consider chowders in the soup family? I'm basing this off of um, my knowledge of clam chowder. And okay. while it is a thick soup, I would still call it a soup. But again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Soup is merely a descriptor of things like, like ontologically, it is a category that we made up, right? Okay. So you think all stews are soups? They're just very hearty ones? I, I suppose. Because like... Um, Oh, which word? Not to get like reductionist about it, but you know how like biologically, um, like many vegetables are technically fruits because of like yes. the bio- biological definitions of fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, like most of the like vegetable is almost purely a uh, like a human definition of things in a culinary standpoint that holds no scientific background. Soup, which is a convenient way for us to describe food and liquid. All right. With that in mind, how do you feel about the concept of a ham chowder? I mean, this is going to be a hot take, right? I'm, Go for it. I'm not a big fan of any seafood except for, like, fish. All right. Or, well, that's, ham is not a seafood. No, I no, this <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand that, but this is coming from, a like, clam chowder. I like clam chowder, but I don't like clam... I don't particularly like any shellfish. Okay. Um, so I, I guess if you substitute the, the the clam out for ham, I don't think I'd be too appalled. I feel like it it does lean closer to like a like a baked like a not a baked potato soup, but like a like a like a hearty potato soup that you would dress like a loaded baked potato, like bacon, cheese, potato, chives, salt, pepper. Uh, I feel like I feel like in my I've never had ham chowder. Like I said, I literally had to look okay. it up to make sure it was not. I am a joke. imagining like, is it New England's the white one, right? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever eaten clam chowder either. That's actually oh. our next soup. Oh, clam chowder is that, fucking heat. Like that's one of the few ways that I enjoy eating shellfish. I'm I'm not um, a big fan of clam. Chowder. I'm not a, I'm not a clam guy or yeah, an oyster guy. Yeah, I, I don't eat clam or oyster. I don't eat oyster, period. Um, I don't eat- in in my experience working in a seafood restaurant, uh, we served oysters on the half, which is just obviously raw oyster. Yeah, and we had to like cut 
this muscle holding the meat to the shell and it it does have the consistency of mucus and watching people eat it just reminds me of a big glob of mucus on a, on a literal rock <laughs> a sentient living rock that's its muc literal mucus that you're eating and you're like oh that's really great i'm not a fan of that i think that's gross and it's weirdly expensive yeah well i mean it's pretty common knowledge that lobsters to be like main prisoner food because it's just a fucking bug it's a big bug in the water it's a big immortal bug yeah uh have i told you about my plans to make a lobster uh demigod you have not wait maybe a long time ago but let our let our viewers know about the lobster demigod in the works so lobsters almost never die naturally. They have something fucky with their DNA where so when DNA splits as these like end caps on the end that kind of fizzle out the more they reproduce. So mm-hmm. for humans, by the time you're like 80, shit's fucked and it starts making like bad errors and you die. Um, but for lobsters, they have a protein that regenerates those. So biologically, they're immortal if they keep on living. Now, eventually, um, they will either starve um, die of natural causes just because of, of being an animal, or um, they get so big because they never stop growing either. Lobsters can—they're uh, both biologically immortal and they keep growing. So at a certain point, um, their shell gets so big and heavy that their muscles simply aren't dense enough to move their exoskeleton, and they just suffocate and die in the ocean floor, which is tragic. But Truly. If you were able to continue to feed and help it molt and move around, you can make a lobster as big as you want it to be and <laughs> um, create a, uh, a lobster god. You want to know where I learned that fact? Huh. Uh, when I was in the 11th grade, for whatever reason, uh, I guess this was like before anybody had like a solid opinion on Jordan Peterson. You were attacked like a, by Jordan Peterson in a lobster suit. Close. Um, my dad got me his book, like 12 Rules of Life, for my birthday, I think. And so after a chemistry test, I just started reading the book. And like the first chapter is just an incredibly long, incredibly long writing about like lobsters, this ability that lobsters have. And then, like, how they offensively and defensively communicate with each other, I think. Mm. That was, like, five years ago now. But I just remember wondering why Jordan Peterson spent so long in the first chapter of his book about how to live (laughs) your life, particularly as as a young man, and and how that made me a lobster. (laughs) Uh, Now, this wasn't part of the polled questions, but this is another soup that I dealt with at uh, at the seafood restaurant. Yeah. Have you ever had Have you ever had a lobster bisque? I think I have. Uh, that is probably the bisques are probably in my my A tier of soups. Uh, I think the superior form of tomato soup is a tomato bisque. Remind me what uh, a bisque is. I couldn't define it for you, but generally bisques, in my experience, tend to be much thicker liquids. Uh, somewhere between whole milk and eggnog, if you need a consistency <laughs> to picture. Oh, it's uh, um, a smooth, creamier form of soup. Yes, they're amazing. Tomato tomato bisque is 
the best form of tomato soup. And the best place I ever had it was at this bakery in North Carolina run by a French guy. Mm. He made the best scones I've ever had. His name was Lionel. Yeah. Uh, he was great. So so I go to I go to college, right? I'm an educated man. That's right. <laughs> and uh it's fun because I get to eat at the dining courts, and the one I live right next to is known for like its international food section. And Hopefully so that I, includes soups. It's to degree. But I've had like a lot of the worst quality and greatest variety Asian foods like ever. Like each So you like food. live next to like the like the I can throw a rock out of my window and hit the building. Um, So you live, you live like next to a golden corral, basically. Well, every every dining hall to a degree is a golden corral, but this one's like the least golden corrally of them. Um, This is more of a silver corral, (laughs) something like that. But it's like every week they have like a different Indian, Chinese, Korean dish. And it's always like the most mid thing possible. And every time I'm eating it, I'm like, damn, if this is made by like not a fucking 19 year old college student trying to make a buck, this would probably be like, a very good dish. Yeah. Mediterranean food rules. I don't. It's like, it's like the Wait, simplest. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I just listed three Asian countries and you said a Mediterranean food rules. Uh huh. I thought I thought I heard the word Mediterranean, uh, and that's what I I'm said. Gonna keep Korean, in, uh, you know, okay. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking about your melanated um, Italian Italian words. Dago skin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I think that's all the. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we got one last one from my poll. Yeah. And this is not a soup I've had in some time, so I honestly can't even remember the taste of it. But uh, how do you feel about lentil soup? What the fuck is a lentil? Like a I bean? think it's kind. Of, I think it's a bean. Uh, I have. No, feel- I, have I have no opinion on lentil soup. <laughs> All right, lentil soup has been disqualified from the soup world. Oh wait, that is this is just beans. This is beans and soup. Bean soup. Now it's not like a Hispanic bean soup. It's that that is actually not Mediterranean. Middle Eastern. Okay, whoever the fuck calls it a lentil deserves death. I don't care. Okay, why? Um, I said so. You know what the great fucking soup is? Oh, so you're not gonna elaborate on why they can't be called lentils? No. Uh, minestrone. Ever had minestrone? It's been a while since I've had that as well, but I feel like I liked it. That's like, like the kielbasa t- soup. What the fuck's a kielbasa? Uh, Polish sausage? No, 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 no. This is, um, I believe it's an Italian dish. Yeah, it's Italian. My grandma makes it all the time, and it's amazing. It's um, vegetables, usually some kind of pasta, usually some rice, um, beans, meat, onions, celery, f- like mint. Absolute mint soup. Maybe the kielbasa, the the stew soup with kielbasa I had, had also all of that in it. Maybe, maybe that's just maybe that's just also very standard soup and stew ingredients from that region of the world. Italy is not Polish. I I do know that. <laughs> that's fair. 
but I feel like that's I feel like all of those are pretty common vegetables for the whole of Europe, yeah. Place. Uh, with the, uh, did you did you say potatoes? No. No, I've had minestrone with potatoes in it. They're fine, but they're usually just like a filler. I like I'm 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 ever since I got that fucked up Grubhub order about thirty minutes ago, <laughs> uh, and it came with baked potato, French fry, and mashed potato. That really got me thinking about the potato soup, and now I really want some of that potato soup dressed like a loaded baked potato, but probably not with sour cream, because I think that would be nasty. Yeah, sour cream and soup doesn't sound very appealing. No, not at all. Now, to 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 close the opinionated soup section before I hit a real hot soup issue, we're gonna, what is... Wait, wait what we're is, closing the opinionated. Does that imply we're going to the objective soup section? Uh, in my opinion, yes. But right. uh, go ahead, go ahead and let me know what your favorite soup of all time is and why. Ribs. Um. Desert Island soup. Desert Island. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had a desert island soup. No, 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 no. The soup you would take to a desert island. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Shit, that's a that's a hard ass question. Favorite soup of all time. Yeah, on the desert island, the soup would remain at the ideal eating temperature, no matter what. And I you would, would have just like a you would have a minestrone. Yeah, it's such a diverse uh, soup. My favorite soup uh, diverts from the dictionary definition of soup. Uh, if it has cereal. I'm going to kill you. Huh. If you say cereal, I am going to kill you. No, but that no, but that is the next thing I want to talk about after this. Uh, um, uh, my favorite soup of all time was a green tomato gazpacho that I had at a restaurant that no longer exists. You could uh, are you familiar gazpacho are, in any zestier of a way? Well, it was pretty zesty. Okay, it came with filet mignon and crab fritters. Okay, it was amazing. This was the kind of restaurant where when you asked for a lemon on your drink, they would spiral a lemon peel and put it on the straw with no actual lemon fruit. Okay? Uh, It was great. I think I have... I probably have pictures of the soup on my phone. Um, The... I looked up a recipe for it, like, right before we started... Or right right before you got back to your dorm. Mm -hmm. And it's literally, like, green tomato... Onions, peppers, uh, and you just put it in a blender, huh? And then just chill the liquid that comes out. I'm sure you can put like spices and stuff in it, whenever in any part of that process. But it was amazing. And then the end of the recipe was like, oh yeah, if you want a sweet soup, substitute melon for the hmm. tomato melon which kind of got i'm kind of thinking about making melon soup i mean is there even like enough matter in like like physical fruitness in a melon to make a melon soup uh i would use i I wouldn't use watermelon it would be like cantaloupe or honeydew yeah okay that makes sense then because i'm thinking like a watermelon just dissolving how it just kind of turns into (laughs) slush no i can't imagine putting a watermelon. I mean, maybe 
maybe watermelon, cantaloupe, and honeydew. Well, at that point, That's... you're just making a melon puree. I mean, I wonder what sort of other thing you put in that gives it. I mean, soup is it's, it's supposed to be a liquid. Like, it's supposed to be a liquid. There's supposed to be a liquid base. You're just making a fucking fruit smoothie. I guess it, at that point, it depends on the container that I put it in and what I use to consume it. Like, if I spoon it out of a bowl, is that a soup? Which, again, soup is just merely a man-made uh, fucking descriptor. Soup is what you, true. Soup's what you want it to be. However... Uh, with that uh, in mind, no, cereal no, is no, a no. soup. No, no, no. I know... <laughs> I, uh, I knew you were transitioning into that. And I want to shove a metal rod through your eye socket. Cereal is a deconstructed grain and cream gazpacho. Yeah, you know how I said um, that anything we want to be a soup is a soup? Um, I'm banning cereal from the list. Oatmeal is on thin fucking ice. Oatmeal, oatmeal, I think, oatmeal, I think might be, might be a stew. You can make an argument for oatmeal, because at least that's, like, prepared in some manner. So right? is cereal. It's just a gazpacho. You know what a gazpacho is? I just kick your ass, you know that? You know what gazpacho is, man? Yeah, I know what a fucking gazpacho is, alright? Alright, so how is cereal not a gazpacho? You know, break it down for me. Give me your definition of a fucking gazpacho. Gazpacho is cold soup. Yeah, cold soup. Um... Mainly because so is the milk is the broth, right? The cereal is the is is what you put in the broth. But there's no interaction between the broth and the and the the thing you put in the broth. Eventually I know, I know, I know. You know that's not true. They okay. literally sell Fruit Loop milk at the store. <laughs> <laughs> what store are you buying Fruit Loop milk at? I think they serve they sell it at like every grocery store here. You can also buy cinnamon toast crunch milk. What the uh, fuck is wrong with you people? I've never seen to, that in my life. We used to have banana milk, but it disappeared. I'm really sad. <laughs> Kroger. We moment, also dude. we also we also have a we also have a local uh creamery that serves dreamsicle milk, which is very good as well. Man, now we can't make this a milk episode. That's that's for a later date. No, no, okay. Last last thing about milk. Um, one of the best things about growing up in the Midwest is having Oberweiss, just like about. There was, what did you uh, say? Do you know what Oberweiss is? No. It's a Wisconsin-based dairy farm company brand, okay. and. They they sell milk in glass bottles, like glass gallons. Yeah, that's what that's what our creamery does house. too. Yep, we have that. Not Ober, not that. Not, what'd you say, Oberweiss? Oberweiss. Yeah, um, we don't we don't have that here. Yeah, here it's called the Homestead Creamery, and it holds the same reputation from what you've described. Is it from Wisconsin? No, it's from Rocky Mount, Virginia. Then you can shove it up your ass. You don't like Rocky Mount, Virginia? No, but I like Wisconsin better. It's uh well it's, it's like Wisconsin is the dairy place of the US. Like that is Have you ever have you ever heard how the Onion describes Wisconsin in their atlas? No. The tagline for Wisconsin is land of 10,000 restarts. <laughs> I mean yeah, that's also true. Like 
Like, they let me into bars. Really? Yeah, they don't question it. I think there's laws there about, like, oh, if you're, uh, like, a minor with someone that is 21, you can just drink. Um, Okay. Of the 50 drunkest counties in the U.S., Wisconsin has 35 of them. Like, in terms, in rates of, uh, what's it called? Excessive drinking. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, because that's, that's the fuck all losers else in Wisconsin. State. Yeah. Uh, apparently, you can deliver milk in glass bottles in a way that no one else ever could. Yeah. Uh, but I still feel like the Homestead Cream, the Homestead Creamery, got that local vibe. <laughs> the local vibe. Yeah, you wouldn't get it. Corporate milk. <laughs> does Does Oberweiss also make their own lemonade? Um, I think maybe. I don't. Hmm. I don't right, like I said, this can't do. be a milk. Epi- this can't it. be a milk episode. Let's walk. Yeah. Let's walk it back to the main topic. Okay, cereal is a soup. Cereal is a soup, but I'm stronger than you and will beat you up. I'll beat you up. Okay, and you're homeless. <laughs> I don't know. What to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm theoretically homeless in nine months. Okay, I can. I'm theatrically homeless. Yeah. Yeah, but no, some, cereal. Uh... Cereal is soup. No, no. If you let it, uh, if let you let it sit long enough. Okay, uh, yeah. Go ahead and explain the homelessness. Me and some other guys uh, here are planning on building a a Hooverville outside of the administration. Uh, but a what? A Hooverville? Are you not familiar? Did you not take mm-hmm. your uh, eighth grade history class? I did, but I don't think we ever learned about a Hooverville. No, in eighth grade I took um, civics. Ah, well, um, President. Herbert Hoover, I think I want to say that was his name. Uh, okay. He fucked the economy bad, and then he refused to pay any of the World War One veterans their bonuses for uh, fighting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were homeless, so in their anger, they built like tent cities outside the either the Capitol or the White House, um, and they called them Hoovervilles because they were homeless because of President Hoover, and they were like on his doorstep. I don't think it was President Hoover. I, I think it was Wood, called, Woodrow Wilson. They were called Hoovervilles because of President Hoover. Like that was the, that was the entire thing. That was the Woodrow bit. Wilson was president for like three years after World War One. Man, I'm just like parroting what I learned in a U- U.S. history class. I'm gonna look this up while you continue yeah. explaining to me Tent City. Uh, anyway, yeah, so they're short about 8,000 houses. So we have 8,000 people that are potential candidates to join us in the tent city next year. All right, so uh, Hoovervilles were not about World War oh, One. They were about the Depression in the 30s. Ah. Yeah, Woodrow Wilson... Woodrow Wilson was the president from 1913 to 1921. Oh yeah, I feel like we had that discussion on the last, maybe before the last episode. No, that was uh, was between episodes, just going through the lists of irrelevant presidents. Yeah, you did not recognize most presidents. (laughs) That's true. Which is bizarre. Maybe my school where I live, because I obviously, you know, I live in Virginia. So, like, I think Virginia is the birthplace of a majority the most presidents born in the, from the same state were all from virginia 
I think okay, I, if you I think can I'm, tell me that you've ever heard of Warren G. Harding, like I have heard of Warren G. Harding. Okay, James Knox Polk. Yes. I've uh, heard of these presidents. Do I know much about them? No. Chester have I heard Arthur. Of them? Like, come on. Yes. These people aren't real. I literally had multiple books about every president when I was a kid. John Tyler even looks fake. His portrait looks like AI generated. <laughs> uh, too damn bad. <laughs> too damn bad. <laughs> One day we are going to have a president who has that. So don't don't say that too soon. Next like, president, it's going to be the AI. It's going to be Rocco's Basilisk, president <laughs> of the United States. Uh, okay. every, everyone who listens, go look up Rocco's Basilisk. No, don't do it. It's you can't. Be off. <laughs> no, they've already they've already heard about him. Okay, but they don't understand it yet. I don't think it matters. If, do they have to understand it, or they just have to hear the name? Um, it's uh, I believe the terms of Rocco's Basilisk are like you have to understand what it means, so then you can I, like you consciously make the decision of the uh, like. Oh, so it's not the same thing as the game. No, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> hey, everyone listening, you are now breathing and blinking manually. Your tongue is not sitting in your mouth the right way. Uh, we're fucking evil. <laughs> All right, um, I don't, I don't want to talk about cereal soup anymore. All right, you got any, any closing statements on regular soup? Soup um, that you agree is soup. Would you consider... Um, a metal alloy, a soup. Hmm. No. 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 Why not? Because you can't eat it. It's not, like, made to be edible. Well, you can eat it, but only once. That Yeah, when I inevitably end up on death row, I'll make that <laughs> my, my final meal. <laughs> liquid steel. Yes, yeah, so let me get some liquid steel. <laughs> I'm gonna get that when I'm set, sentenced to the death penalty for um, petty larceny. Petty larceny. Yeah. What does petty when larceny I was, entail? When I was a kid, I I stole so many things from so so many stores, <laughs> and I got caught so many times that my parents made me write a three-page single-spaced essay. This was when I was like eight years old. I think. Oh, this is a real story. Yeah, this is a real story. Um, they made me write a three-page paper, single-spaced, about the difference between petty and grand larceny and the the punishments that befit both uh, in the state of Virginia. Uh, petty larceny and grand larceny are only separated by dollar amount. Uh, petty larceny is defined as uh, larceny directly from a person of money or other thing, uh, in parentheses, taking something directly from another person valued at less than $5, or larceny not from the person of goods valued at less than $1,000. It is also some, uh, it is it is called petite larceny, and it is a class one misdemeanor in the state of Virginia. Mm. Uh, and grand larceny is generally anything above that. Uh, to pad a little bit, I also included... This is before I knew about the game series, but I wrote about uh, Grand Theft Auto, which, since most car... Uh, every car is valued at over $1,000, uh, 
it's always grand theft, grand larceny. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you were to steal a car valued at less than a thousand dollars in the state of Virginia, you might you might get charged with petite theft auto. <laughs> Little car. I forgot how we even got to that subject. Uh, soup. <laughs> soup. So, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Does drinking drinking molten steel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? Prime that metal fact. Um, because uh, I got to read some news articles real quick, and we're gonna have one of our top political correspondents from the field come in and give his incredibly thorough and detailed feedback uh, of these news articles. Uh, so some some recent happenings. Uh, the new Pokemon games are 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 coming soon, I believe. I don't care about Pokemon, but I think they're coming out soon. So if, uh, and uh, and uh, they got robot Pokemon and they got old timey Pokemon. That's the that's the difference between the two games this time. Some Pokemon old, some Pokemon robots. Um, okay. In other news, um, a missile. In the Ukrainian-Russian conflict, uh, killed two people in Poland, uh, and so they pull uh, they pulled up Article Four and have pulled together all NATO representatives. That's Article Five, dumbass. No, Article Four is pulling all the NATO representatives together. Article Five is having all of them declare war on the aggressor. My bad, idiot. This is why you're not a political correspondent. Correspondent is nuts in your mouth. Shut up. This this is why you a homeless correspondent. <laughs> and uh, final news article. Uh, what what else is happening in the world? Um, <laughs> I'm making these up on the fly. Yep. Hmm. What awesome thing has happened in the world? Uh, this is a little bit of old news, but. Uh, a Twitch stream of a head of lettuce managed to outlive the last prime minister. And here to give us feedback on all of these incredible news articles uh, is our... He, he, he wishes to remain anonymous, but um, political correspondent, please give us your feedback on these news articles. I know that's right. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Truly insightful. And that's why we keep him on the payroll. We actually pay him about eighty thousand dollars an episode. Uh, he's asking for more, and we're, we're 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 yeah, all the ad rev Bro, from, I'm our fucking 40, almost from our from our rat badger eighty grand an episode. You fucker! <laughs> hey, listen, you go ahead and give me a das right, and we'll see if you deserve eighty thousand dollars an episode. Das right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, political tourists. <laughs> that's right that's right okay now tell us tell us the the metal lore of the week mr vincent all right yeah um last last week i wanted a tour of a genuine steel foundry um for implied legal reasons i wasn't i wasn't allowed to take any photographs there so i'm gonna not say where i went so I can probably describe in a little bit of detail like what happened there. But I got the pleasure of actually like watching them pour liquid steel out of the out of the furnace into a crucible, which is basically just pouring it from one really hot cup into another really hot cup. 
and it was funny because they have to add like a handful of additives to the steel when they're uh, like pouring it. And they were adding a bag full of like some kind of carbon. And so, it, okay, if you, if this is your job, right? If your job was to get carbon from a bag into a pot of molten steel, how would you do it? This is the carbon like what? What's the? It's dust. It's dust. Um, it's a bag. How full big of is dust. the? It's a bag full of maybe no like more, a. A little like shovel, pounds, um, like a small I would bag. Like a I would probably use a, a little shovel or a bucket. You know what they did here? What did they do? They threw the whole damn bag in, like, like the bag itself. Yeah, yeah, the bag at all. <laughs> and then I was, I was asking one of the people doing the tour guide, like, they didn't take it out of the bag, and they're like, "Oh, well, it's a bag full of carbon, and the bag's made of carbon, so it all kind of breaks down even." <laughs> that's like, pretty. Damn. That's pretty good. I would like good. to see, I would like to see batches where they do and don't, uh, throw the bag in. Well, to a certain degree, like, if you, you threw what... a person in, like, uh, you could say, like, oh, a person's made of carbon. It all evens out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you just well, if you just threw a person into molten steel, is there like any way to tell that person was ever thrown in there because they're just carbon now? So, to a certain degree, um, do you know what reducing steel is? I don't. So, you know how when you boil water, like, if you boil off water, it'll just end up with, like, a like a big thing of, like, all the not water at the bottom? Yeah. So, with steel, it's the opposite. Um, since steel is, like, really dense, um, everything that isn't steel usually ends up rising to the top in the form of slag. Um, okay. so a certain amount of carbon integrates really well into the steel and becomes like a steel alloy, but all the oh, bad so there's like, there's like a limit of saturation. Else, kinda. It's like only certain kinds will adhere into the metal. Okay. Um, I'm sure you took biology and you learned about like the, uh, hydrophobic, hydrophilic, stuff like that. Yes. Um, so only some stuff will actually blend into it well and everything else falls to the top and forms a slag. And a guy comes in with a big stick and gets all the slag off the top. So how much I, of that slag do you think is bag? Probably not much, given like the weight of the bag. Okay. Um, like negligible amounts compared to like this big ass pot of steel. Like I'm talking, uh, probably like a like a Ford F one fifty sized pot. <laughs> That's the most American measurement of of molten <laughs> I'll steel use anything I've ever but heard. A damn meter. You want to hear yeah, something like... funny that I heard in the seventh grade? Huh. We were watching a documentary in the seventh grade about the Hoover Dam. Yeah. And they said one generator from the Hoover Dam weighed as much as ten jungle gyms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a fucking jungle gym way. I don't know. As much as one generator from the Hoover Dam. <laughs> one tenth of a jungle of a generator from the Hoover Dam. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Anything but the metric system. As God Anything. <laughs> if if God wanted us to use the metric system, there would have been ten apostles. <laughs> For real. <laughs> 
but there so we kept on going around the the tour after the metal pouring session okay and, and around the place there's just like like big hunks of recently poured metal just about yeah and we we walking around and we're like hey why is there like metal around he's like oh well the building doesn't have any heat or cooling so when it gets cold like this in the winter we just kind of leave the metal around to heat up the the uh, the warehouses <laughs> that is actually pretty smart it is pretty smart um, i'm thinking that i need i need a i need a 10 ton chunk of molten steel in my living room like my house needs like a <laughs> chernobyl elephant's foot just like in the middle of my living room that would be sick that would and be then, awesome and then we got to the area that was specifically for cooling metal and imagine uh-huh. take a guess on how they cool fied metal how they cool what metal solidified oh probably just dunk it in a big ass thing of water after that, like way, 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 way after that, like it's already been dunked in the water. It's hardened, but it's still like really hot, and it's a big chunk of metal. I want to yeah. imagine like Roman slaves fanning the metal with like an olive branch <laughs> or like a palm. They lay it all out in a big room, <laughs> and they, and they blow a... on it with their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in addition to all of them circling around it and blowing on it with their mouths. Um, there's a sprinkler, just like a regular garden variety sprinkler that goes like over this big ass room of steel. So it's just misted like a vegetable at the the grocery store. (laughs) Exactly like that. Is this like after it's been shaped into what it needs to be shaped into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like after the metal pour. Um, like after so it's just casted. like steel girt. It's just steel girders being watered. Pretty much. Um, from what I could tell, they did some uh, like really long pieces. The long pieces okay. are my favorite. Why? Uh, so I want you to imagine a piece that looks roughly like a spoon, except the spoon's head has been like, like it's all solid. There's imagine a spoon if the head was like went all the way around and was solid all the way through. Can you imagine that? I think that's the worst description of anything that's ever been given to me. Imagine a light bulb, but with a really long spoon handle on it. Okay. So, steel shrinks when it cools. When it goes from molten... Most things do. Yeah, when it goes from molten to solid, it shrinks around 2%. Um, 2% on a very big casting like that is a big amount. Like, this thing... This casting was also around the length of a Ford F-150. And, okay. uh, so when it shrinks, the back end tends to want to go up. So to solve this issue, they put red-hot chunks of steel on the spoon handle to keep it from moving. Uh, when I say red-hot chunks, I mean, like, there's probably like a five-foot, sorry, like a five-yard by five-yard by five-yard cube of steel. Like, damn. Like big ass cubes just on the handle, and we were like, "Why is that there?" And they said, "Well, we can either use a hydraulic clamp to keep it in place, or we can drop big blocks of steel on it." So That's they dropped the, the cube on it. Yeah, they put the cube on it. I'm a big fan of the cube. I think they should paint it to look like a Rubik's cube, or perhaps the All Spark from Transformers. That'd be sick as hell. I like, imagine the All Spark. 
The foundry all spark, just chilling. <laughs> they accidentally like crash like a forklift into it, and the forklift just transforms into a sentient robot. Starts yeah. throwing steel girders all over the place. Last thing Actually, that would be badass. That would be badass. Last thing I'm probably gonna mention about the uh the foundry, unless something mm-hmm. else comes up, is um the most badass job I've ever seen, the flame washer. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I so, I thought somehow you have one upped the idea of a steel foundry having an all spark. <laughs> <laughs> the so, flame washer. So what they do is they spray the the casting with some kind of liquid. Um, okay. That is alcohol based, and they like they do that to get rid of any impurities on the surface. And then they put down the sprayer, and they pick up a literal fucking flamethrower. And just go woof, and then it burns off all the alcohol, but it leaves everything else in the spray. And the metal—the metal just sits there, smoldering and flaming for like a solid five minutes, and that's your entire job. You just sit there, flame washing metal. That guy probably has one of the coolest jobs in the world, and probably also like respiratory problems. But but it looks—is he just maskless in there? Just like yeah, no no, respirator. Not even, like, any safety... Like, he had earplugs in and safety glasses on. Otherwise, he was just wearing, like, a t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> Fuck OSHA. <laughs> it's probably a good thing you did not name the foundry that you went to. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, the address bad. is... Yeah. The address well, of this steel foundry is, and the employee's name was... I, you know what? I think that that should be the future of pressure washing. We make everyone's house a five yard by five yard by five yard hollowed out steel cube. And a guy comes by with a power washer full of like Russian, like, or like just straight unfiltered moonshine. Just power washes your house with it. And then he pulls out a can of hairspray and a lighter. Washes your house. That'd be sick as hell. I would pay a man to do that if I was forced to live in a steel cube. (laughs) <laughs> we gotta start the demand we gotta start making a you know, like the small house trend that's been going on the steel cube house <laughs> yeah man can you imagine <laughs> wiring that house and suddenly like every surface of your house becomes incredibly electrified how well does steel how well does steel conduct electricity well it depends on the steel um Generally, you're better off with copper, uh, but it would yes. conduct the electricity. Like it. Here we come back to the copper. Back to, back to the copper. The Alaskans were right. You know what, Tristan? I'd give you a copper. That means a lot to me, Vinny. I would give you um, Asian animal pelts. What did the What did the Asian people trade? Uh, Spices. British had sheet metal for copper. No, British had sheet metal for pelts. Um, then it was to the Chinese and it was pelts for spices and then it was back home and spices for sheet metal. I would give you spices. Thank you. Like I said, like I said on the last episode, I consider myself to be very Chinese and I have to uphold that fact. Okay. I was talking to one of my buddies because I was shamelessly promoting the fact that I do a podcast now. And And you told him that I was Chinese. No, 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 no. He listened to it, right? And he was like, yeah, he doesn't sound really Chinese. Um, (laughs) That was never uh, elaborated on. Uh, I have. Yeah, to the to the 
Can I say the name of the college? No, I'd prefer you didn't. To the Midwestern College uh, student that I accidentally misled, uh, I have to let you know that I'm not Chinese. I'm Taiwanese. I just think that (laughs) Taiwan is the true China, and that's why I said that. I'm sorry that I accidentally misled you, and I hope that this clarification... I hope this clarification uh, clears things up, and I'm really sorry. And I hope that you can still enjoy our content, knowing that uh, I'm I'm uh, Taiwanese. Uh, my my uh, great grandfather was Chiang Kai Shek. Dude, if now, you're that, Taiwanese, yeah. then your dad has to be like fucking Rivers Cuomo. Huh? I was making a joke about you being a white guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Goddamn, you half-Japanese girls. You do it to me every time. Rivers Cuomo. All right, that's Real the first words. and last time we'll ever bring up Weezer on this podcast, so help me God. <laughs> that's probably not even true. That's probably uh, not even true, but I hope it is. Anyway, real quick, I'm going to rank my favorite, my top, my top three Weezer albums. <laughs> Oh boy. No, number one, the white album. Number two, the blue album. And number three, Pinkerton. That's that's my <laughs> top three. Apologist. That's that's my top three because uh I have actually not listened to probably three fourths of the albums that Weezer has made. I've listened to Blue. Blue's blue like- is good. It's got a song about surfing, so you know it's good. I'm a, I'm a surfer apologist. There's nothing wrong with you don't have to apologize for surfing. It's not, I'm it's I'm not a sorry to thing. I'm sorry to my haters who hate surfing. So true. Uh my haters are in fact the Viet Cong. <laughs> Carly don't surf. I fucking love that movie. Apocalypse Me? Now is such a goaded movie. Have you seen the like director's cut? I have only seen the director's cut. I think that's what I did too, because I remember sitting down and saying, I'm surprised this many people have seen a three-hour movie. And it turns <laughs> out most people have not seen the three-hour movie. Unless they're... Like, Netflix only has the director's cut, I think. I'm going to make my Which, friends watch Heat at some point, and they're all going to have yeah. to sit there for three fucking hours. And I'm going to point at the screen every 15 minutes and go, he's literally me. Uh, what you can do beforehand is warn them that uh, they can walk out in 30 seconds if they feel the heat around the corner. And they get 30 seconds before the movie starts to bail. And after that, they have to stay. Because they're my hostages. I'll be holding a knife to their neck. <laughs> That's right. It's a, good That's thing right. We, it's a good thing we don't know your name or the school you go to. Otherwise, that, that, might, that might curry some, some hazard. Yeah. But... Uh, can I, uh, <laughs> do I do the whitest kids you know bit about the uh, the president of the United States? Um, I, I don't know if that's actually a crime or not. I don't know if it's a crime, but I feel like Spotify would get really mad at me, especially yeah. once I mon- monetize this. True. I probably should not advocate for the... <laughs> I would not advocate for the assassin- assassination of the U.S. president using a mortar from the roof of a <laughs> building across the street... When using physics appropriately, you can launch a mortar through the roof of the president's bedroom. 
That is extremely illegal, and I don't condone it. Felonious, even. Felonious, uh, in the words of uh, Michael Mahoney, uh, celebrated uh, celebrated author. You can do a lot of damage with an extension ladder and a good set of tools. I don't condone it. <laughs> Didn't he die? Didn't someone kill him? Mike Ma? No, 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 no. The the guy from Whitest Kids You Know. Oh, I don't, I think like it's a conspiracy died. theory that he was murdered, but I think the official story is that he committed suicide. Oh. Two bolts of the uh, back of the head. I think I think he died doing what he loved, trying to assassinate the president using a mortar from the roof of a building across the street. <laughs> I do not condone that behavior. Of course not. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm glad. Huh? You had a voice crack. I'm mocking you. I'm mocking you on air. Oh yeah, I, that happens sometimes. Um. Uh, I guess this is gonna happen. Uh, before the next episode comes out. But uh, when the next episode comes out, uh, I will be 22 years old. Shit. Wait. And I think your birthday is also before the next episode, isn't it? It might be. You don't um, have to say the exact day of your birthday, but... It is right after the next episode. Damn. Haha. So yeah, um, go ahead, and when you hear this part of the episode, when you're listening... Uh, viewers pause and sing me happy birthday we're going to give you about five seconds of silence to pause during and sing happy birthday to me okay thank you very much i appreciate that and all your well wishes and definitely the money that you're going to send me on paypal when you hear this episode uh, you can dm you can send you all of my the money that would have gone towards getting me housing uh you know what that's really sweet of you uh i'm going to spend it on Genshin Impact microtransactions. I should strangle you. I don't play Genshin Impact. I, I know. lied. But yeah. I'm going to get Genshin Impact, and then I'm going to pay for a bunch of microtransactions, and then delete it again. Again? Well, like, delete it after having gotten it no, and no, spent no, no. a bunch you of said, money. You said delete it again. Are you hiding something uh, from me, Tristan? I don't know if I'm intentionally hiding it, but before I knew what the game was, I just saw some like something advertising, like, a console quality mobile game, so I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, what you is play Genshin Impact? Ah. I played Genshin Impact for two hours uh, before I knew there was any hype surrounding it. Like I'd never heard anyone else say anything about it, and I played it, and I said, "Wow, I could play Breath of the Wild," <laughs> because so many the world literally looks like Breath of the Wild world, and I was like, "Oh, the character designs are like." neat every character seems pretty distinct from one another the flying ability is kind of cool there's this cool boss fight with a dragon uh who was supposed to be some like manifestation of a typhoon or whatever and i was like oh yeah that's that's well and good and then that's when they threw microtransactions at me and i said no and then a few months later um you ever hear about dauntless no it was like Fortnite tried making a uh, like a Monster Hunter game, and as far as I know, it crashed and burned. But I I, I downloaded it and they played it for probably about an hour. That's crazy because I feel like the regular Monster Hunter games also kind of crash and burn. <laughs> well, at I, least I they feel like they're in the. Following. I guess I feel like it's the same thing as like Fire Emblem, where like you either don't know what it is or you have Aspergers. <laughs> 
Man, if I if I list off all the Tism games I play, dude, I'm, uh, I'm good at I FTL. Can, I, like that's. I could. I'm gonna. I could. I'm. You know what? I am. I'm gonna expose your Tism games. Oh God. Vinny well, plays please. a game where you like construct. You construct <laughs> like a real life boat. <laughs> like you have to understand how to construct boats to play. Even play the game. It's not just boats. It's like like ships, man. Like That's what a, ships are. Boats. Yeah, but just boats sounds lamer than ship. I guess. Uh, how many hours do you have in Mountain Blade War Banner? Banner Lord. It's whatever. <laughs> um, too many. I think uh, it's one of my most played um, games on Steam. Um, actually, it's Banner Lord. Um, <laughs> you, you did not destroy Jack me. I did. I did. <laughs> How many hours do you have in Stellaris? Le- not as many, not that many. So in <laughs> Bannerlord, I have 252 hours. Uh, let me see how many I have in Boat Game. Oh god, this is taking me back. I have to actually scroll. Um, you I only have 139 left. from the depths. Now you know what's fucked up. Huh? You play that. You play this game where you spend so much time meticulously building boats. But you know what game you recommended to me? A game called Ship Breaker. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, uh, Take it's a one. vicious cycle. It is a vicious cycle. The death and death and rebirth in the world of a boat. In the world of a boat. Imagine playing Microsoft Flight Simulator, but you have to build the Lockheed Martin <laughs> airplane part by part before you're allowed to fly it around. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Let's return back to the discussion about Heat and the movie night. Uh, movie of the week. Uh, I have to say, I was a big fan of movie of the week, mm-hmm. but truly, I'm a very impressionable person, and I think that my opinion could be swayed by our world-famous film critic. Film critic, what did you think of the movie of the week? I was a, a big fan of it this week. And he was a lot better than last week. And that's our episode for the week. Uh, please uh, tell me what you thought. Uh, please uh, send slurs to my Instagram DMs. That's pretty funny. Um, and also use the... Send, use, send me open housing. Send, uh, send Vinny open housing. Um, he's willing to commute approximately 5,000 miles. And use the Discord suggestions channel or either of our Instagram DMs to suggest topics and guests for the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye.